Everyone take a deep breath in. This is the Undersiders podcast, episode three, take one. Just real quick question, guys. Real quick question. What do we think about the episode being titled... <laughs> no. Oh, it's I not. Not. Completely and utterly. When last we left off our intrepid adventurers, they'd all been thrust together in... Oh, God. <laughs> in a menagerie of fates colliding together in a spectacular fashion. Urged by her assessor, Peril, Aster was surreptitiously recruited to combat the will and whim of a certain knoll individual by the name of Grossfang by tagging and or capturing one of its lieutenants, an albino knoll, long in snout, silver in fur, and monstrous in nature. By happy coincidence, the rest of the adventuring party, including Day, including Hunter, and including Vega, have all found themselves in the general vicinity of the beginning of the hunt. Aster. That's my name. Five knolls stand before you. There is but one that stands, taller than the rest. The albino knoll. It snarls at you, narrows its eyes in curiosity, anger, such animalistic tendencies you cannot divine, at least from this distance, as they stand about uh, 60 feet away from you. Blimey. Okay. The five of them crest into a line, their eyes wide with joy and fury unbridled. At this moment, I would like all of you to roll initiative checks. Ooh. <laughs> initiative. This is my first official roll with my new dice. Woo! That's a nine. Uh, ooh, uh, I've got a 15. That's a seven. <laughs> no, no, with, with my initiative bonus, that's, that's a nine as well. Okay. I got a 19. Day, Hunter, Aster, Vega, and as one group, quick maths, tell me that, uh, yeah, that's where they go. Okay. With the current initiative order that we have established, Day. You're up. Um, so can, I'm, I'm just, can, just real quick, can I see what's happening? Last I remember, I, the gnolls were coming towards me, but I couldn't see anything yet. Uh, the forest thicket has obscured your vantage point from them. I would say, in order to find a comfortable position, I would need you to roll a perception check. I guess, I mean, at this point, I just feel like Day doesn't know that she's in battle, right? Right, yeah. It's <laughs> I mean, like, I don't... <laughs> it's like, I sense initiative has been rolled. <laughs> I sense that I must attack. Okay, so I'm going to try to make an, a perception check because I do recall a big, a big loud boy yelling yeah. at me that gnolls were coming. Yes. So I'm going to roll perception, and I got it eight. Okay, so fuck you, new dice. How about that? <laughs> um, unfortunately, you are a little bit on the outskirts of the arena, I suppose, would be the best term for this sort of forest clearing. So 
though you can see there is sort of a, a field that is not too far from you, probably about if you pressed 40 feet straight ahead, you could get to the, uh, the clearing. Right. But beyond that, you just heard this boisterous shout of, Noel's coming your way, and uh, not much else. All right, well then I I mean I'm not going to do anything because I don't I don't know what there is to me to for to do, me to do. So I'll I'll move towards the clearing. Okay. My and speed is 35. Okay, 35. So, traipsing along the woodland path as deftly as possible. Uh, are you just sort of running haphazardly? Are you trying to sort of stealth I'm your steps I'm or? skipping. <laughs> you're, no, you're I'm skipping. I'm <laughs> No, I'm I'm trying to be stealth. I'm doing oh. that thing where that you lift your knees up really high. You're like da 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 da. I'm doing that. Are you doing the Pink Panther? We can't say that. <laughs> well, that's copyright. <laughs> Co- I'm copyright. doing I'm doing the fuchsia leopard. <laughs> That's, that's the name of the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I think Thanks for that. naming the episode <laughs> so early. I was, I was worried there for a minute, oh, honestly. There it is. Well, that... All right, so... Uh, moving your full movement as gingerly as you can, uh, you do come upon the edge of the clearing and do clearly see the five gnolls and this one figure off in the distance standing next to what seems to be a cow carcass. Wait, are you talking about me? <laughs> yes, I is am talking sta- about you. Is she standing in the cow carcass? Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah. Ask her. Roll a dexterity check. Oh. Uh, as in, like, just a dex check or a dex Just a dex save? check. Just a dex check. <laughs> I rolled a one. <laughs> oh, not, oh not. A natural one? Like a crit a fail? One. Yeah, like I, a... I crit failed. <laughs> She you have joined the opposite of the Nat 20 Club. <laughs> the opposite of the Nat 20 Club, guys. Okay, well, I'm not using that dice anymore. Yeah, especially since that dice landed you probably about shin deep in, like, rotted and devoured, partially devoured cow intestine. Oh, delightful. Yeah, it's, it's okay. really not. So, uh, but I see them. I see them. I'm going to go. Is this some type of ritual? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my notebook out. <laughs> Wait, did you actually just say that? To, yeah, to I'm very intrigued. Yes, I see talk. a human in a cow carcass. I mean, what do I expect? There's no oh, way I. Th- I'm like, Asta just shoots her a look like daggers. But, you know, I've got better things to do than talk to some crazy elf that just popped up in the woods. And it especially looks like, uh, as you shout this aloud, the, uh, the interest of one particular knoll returns to you, Day, as you see a sort of bloodshot and wild eye dart in your direction. Sorry, am I interrupting something? Get out of here, woman! <laughs> Ah, it's one of those rituals. <laughs> all right. Glad to see Aster's a people person. As all of this transpires, Vi, would that be the end of day? I mean, yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna attack. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm aroused. <What? laughs> okay. Good. What? <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh. 
We wanted to make a serious podcast about Dungeons and Dragons. I got out of bed for this. I don't know (laughs) why you're doing this to me specifically. Uh, Okay. uh, Okay. Welcome to the Dungeons and Dungeons podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Undersiders podcast, take two. (laughs) All right, so... As all of this madness transpires, oh my god, Hunter. Yes. In the, uh, in the distance, probably about thirty feet away from you. Well, go ahead and make a perception check, just for my sanity, please, please. Okay. Uh, four. Jesus. Hunter, as the blinding light still obscures your vision, the only thing that you are consciously aware of is the fact that there is a clearing that is somewhere nearby and it is directly ahead of you. You get the sense that if you were to continue forward, you would be up upon that clearing. Um, just a quick thing. Just before we ended last time, you said we could all hear them shouting? Yes, there, there is a cacophony of knollish noises that are um, currently in sort of a raucous chorus of bloodthirsty desire. Um, so we didn't actually cover whether I could recognize what they were saying. Um, I can speak common celestial and abyssal. Unfortunately, you do not understand a single word that is being said. (laughs) Nice try. (laughs) Yeah, okay. But Um, it is being said very angrily. Okay. Damn. Um, so they're about 30 feet away? About 30 feet, yeah. Well, uh, the clearing is about 30 feet away. You'd have to get to the clearing to see how far the knolls are. Yeah. Have I seen a knoll before at this point? Uh, through your studies with your mentor, I will say that the quote-unquote evil races of the world, knolls, goblins, orcs, etc., have been covered in a, a sort of uh, clinical sense. You have studied them very intensely and very intently, as is your... Uh, calling to do. Uh, but, yes, you have seen an all, quote-unquote. Okay. I am going to cast Disguise Self. Okay. And turn myself into just an average-looking gnome. Okay. Did, did, didn't quite expect that. <laughs> so, in terms of Disguise Self, is that just an action to cast? Yeah, just an action. Okay, okay. So, as you steal yourself the magics of your instruction beginning to come to the forefront of your mind, you whisper an incantation and your form, your visible form at least, shifts into that of what you would consider to be an average knoll, if there were such a thing, of course. Okay, and I will just head as far into the clearing as I can. Okay, uh, what's your speed? Uh, 30. Okay, uh, so you get... out of the edge of the forest and looking upon this clearing in a just full view, it is a rounded sort of ovular shape with about a radius of, I don't know, about 35, 40 feet, so about 80 feet across in total. On the far edge of the clearing, there are five knolls that you recognize, one of which is albino, a rarity that you are aware of. Okay. 
in the middle, however, there is a cow carcass <laughs> with a woman standing in its torn viscera. It's kind of a strange sight, all things considered. However, as there are evils presented before you, you feel sort of a fire alight within your chest, and you're compelled to do what you do best. So, seeing as I look like a gnome, is this <gasps> woman looking at me? Because this could go badly. Um, uh, we'll get to that. Uh, is that your turn? <laughs> yeah, unless this, like, feeling is directing me towards any specific gnoll. The feeling is just sort of generalized as gnolls are sort of an evil presence. They're not exactly the... the <laughs> excuse me. They're, they're not exactly the most potent, like, demonic or devilish essences of evil. But they're... They're bad. They're pretty bad. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, that's my turn. This is not a both sides matter, I assure you. So, with Hunter's turn coming to a close, we now approach Aster as you stand again, <laughs> shin deep in cow guts. Oh, dear. So, I'm, sh- I'm shin deep in cow guts. Yes. There are five gnolls, like, in front of me that I can and- see clearly. <laughs> And as you as you uh, survey the scene, uh, you hear rustling on the opposite end of the circle. As from the forest, another knoll emerges. <laughs> okay, and then there's this random white-clad wood elf who's just popped out and got out her notebook and has announced that she is aroused. Okay, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I will say just just for my just for shits and giggles, go ahead and roll a perception check. Okay, I'm not using that dice that crit failed for me. So. Yeah, you don't you don't know how aroused I am. <laughs> Are we about to find out? No, okay, we're that, not. That, that's a twenty-one. Damn. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's. I'm gonna keep using this dice. <laughs> yeah, use use that one. That that can go to full effect as you scan your eyes across the tree line, even though there there is a bit of a distance between you and her, you do notice, following the line of sight of one of the gnolls, <laughs> excuse me, that wood elf figure that you were describing. Perfect detail, as well as that colorful comment that she made. Okay. Fantastic. Um, right, so I'm gonna ignore her. I've already shouted at her to get away. Um, if she's not clever enough to get away, then, well, I can't be held responsible. Alright, so I think my primary goal here is going to be to take out the albino null as quickly as possible to subdue him. Hopefully, maybe like by hamstringing him or something, um, string those hams, and then swiftly dispatch with the other five nulls. Um, but I didn't anticipate being stuck in a carcass, so um, if I were to try get out of this carcass. Uh, how would I do that? What would you like me to roll to get out of the carcass and dash forward towards the albino? That's a good question. Um, to dash forward just straight at the albino, yeah? Yes. Okay, that'll... Well, shin deep in cow guts. <laughs> cow, cow guts. Go ahead and roll an athletics check. Athletics, okay. Yeah. It's... It's soupy cow guts, more than anything. That's a 19. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. With sort of a sickening... You pop each foot nice. out of these guts. 
and rush headlong toward yeah. the uh, toward the albino knoll. Uh, what's your speed? Uh, thirty feet. Okay, thirty feet. So I will say that as you rush forward uh, headlong into danger, you do uh, get to within about five feet of this albino knoll just by your movement That's alone. Good. That's good. That's the kind of. That's the. That's where I want to be. All right. Um, in that case, I'm gonna I'm gonna swing my glaive around, uh, and go for like the kneecaps. Okay, and the glaive is one of the pole arms, yes. So it does have. Yes, it's got super long reach. Okay, yeah. No, that that will work. Go ahead and roll for attack. Nice. Oh, guys, that is a fifteen. Just hits. Go ahead and roll for attack or er, damage. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Oh, okay. Well, it's four damage. Four damage total? Yeah, I'm afraid so. Wow, okay. <laughs> I'm not raging. I'm not, I'm not raging. All right, so... I'm, keep, I'm keeping it cool. I'm keeping it cool. Uh, slicing at the shins of this knoll, your glaive finds purchase on sort of the front half of one of its knees and carves a good chunk of it out of this albino. It snarls in terrible pain and glares at you, its eyes dilating wide for one moment and then going to like a pinpoint focused intently on you bring it on oh boy <laughs> yeah all right so uh anything else you wish to do or is that um, all, you, all you've got no that's what i'm gonna stick with for now okay for now with that let us go ahead and go to vega yes let's see now Vega's aware of the gnolls. Yes, Vega is intensely aware right, of them. Because he, he had warned he had warned someone he had heard off in the distance of the yes. gnolls. So I mean he's just gonna he's gonna charge in at the gnolls and and pick the first one he can see and attack it. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. yeah. okay. Someone's rethinking their decision to become a knoll. Okay, so uh, with your full movement, I will say that you get to the clearing again, sort of a similar situation. Uh, on one side, you do notice a singular knoll off to itself. Um, mm-hmm. What's the as closest well as knoll to me when I get to the clearing? Given your position and your uh, trajectory of approach, I will say that the group of five is closer to you. Okay, and how, how far away are they? Uh, they are probably about, um, well, let's see if you go along the circumference. That'll be probably, yeah, about, uh, what's your movement? My movement is 30 feet. Okay, yeah, it's probably about 35 feet away from you, so if you get there, you'll probably be in combat sooner or later. Okay. Sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, um, cool. So, um, so there, is it another 35 feet from where I get to the edge of the clearing? Yes, so you would have to expend your action to dash. He's not going to do that. He's going to come into this clearing and he's like, What a wonderful night for a fight! (laughs) And he is going to... He's gonna... He's gonna fucking guiding bolt one of these. The the closest... The closest fucker I see. Okay, um... Um, uh, Range of guiding bolt is 30 feet? 120. Oh! That's farther than I thought. <laughs> Considerably. <laughs> Considerably farther. 120 feet. 
And he is okay. going to hold out... Um, no, actually, I think he sort of slams his shield, and it glows a little bit, I think, right? Yeah? Yeah. And the bolt just kind of shoots out from it. And it's a ranged spell attack. Okay, go ahead and uh, roll for attack on that one. That is 17 plus 5, 22. Yeah, that, that hits. Yep, and uh, that th- is going to be uh, a wonderful 46 radiant damage. Okay. So, 6, 1, 7, 8... <laughs> Another six. So I've rolled just ones and sixes. So that is 14 points of radiant damage. Damn. Nice. Wow. Bring in the this, heat. Is, this is a first level or what, this, spe- this what level spell is this? Spell. Yeah. Guiding bolt. Yeah. Dang. That's, Holy ship that, snacks. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, that's not bad at all. So uh, at the end of the line, you see a couple of gnolls with long bows, spears, and sort of ranged weaponry. Immediately as you slam your weapon against the shield... This bolt of light arcs past brilliantly, slamming into sort of the neck area of one of these knoll hunters. Mm -hmm. It absolutely just sinks into its flesh and causes it to writhe around. Its neck snaps immediately to you as its eyes settle upon you. Its gaping maw breathing heavily now as blood begins to trickle forward down its snout. I'd also like to note he he is also now has a slight glow to him, and the next attack uh, roll against him has advantage. Yep, yep, yep. Guiding Bolt is kind of a strong spell. <laughs> Meat and potatoes of a cliff. It is indeed. He's like, I've got more where that came from. Is that the end of your turn? <laughs> yeah, and that's the end of my turn. All right. And so. scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be all about catchphrases. All right, so this knoll... Intently focused on you, this hunter pushes back its companion and snarls at you devilishly. Withdrawing its longbow from its back and notching a very crude arrow into the string, it draws back and releases with a... Uh, yeah, that's a 16 to hit. No, that does not hit me. What? Jeez. Damn. What's your armor class? 18. I've got chainmail and a shield. Okay, Jeez. so it it <laughs> it erroneously assumes that the source of its pain is your weeks it is your weak spot, so it launches this arrow directly at your shield. Although it does not hit you, it does shatter across the uh, the steel of this shield and sort of leave this twitching mess of a knoll in absolute impotent rage towards you. It, its companion, more level-headed, kind of takes a moment. Drops low and steps to the side as it pulls out this very long and very crude spear. It hurls it your direction and unfortunately misses wildly. The way that it steps, it sort of just hurls it blindly and it goes into one of the trees that's about five feet away from you. Both of them sort of devilishly cackle despite their anger. And and Vega is cackling right along with them. <laughs> Astro is surrounded by crazy people. What is happening? Yes. Uh, the hunter that missed its initial shot is going to take another shot at you as it does get two shots with its longbow. Oh, I just Although I am super glad that you have drawn the attention <laughs> away. That makes me very happy. 
Especially with that natural 20 that it just rolled. Oh, well, son of a nutcat. <gasps> All right, so uh, as you sort of laugh hilariously at the fact that this spear-chucking knoll did nothing to you, you feel a sort of pain enter your collarbone mm-hmm. and look down as 12 points of piercing damage automatically sink into you. You look down and notice that this barbed arrow has sunken probably a good few inches into your flesh. Now, I am going to use my reaction to use my uh, Goliath trait, Stone's Endurance. I get to roll a d12 and subtract from damage. Okay, okay. Oh, nice. Roll a d12. Not d12. Roll a 12. Uh, I swear. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Um, so I, I, like to think, I like to think he flexes a little bit and the, the bolt comes out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, of course. It's flexing yeah, it it's out like a little you, bit. <laughs> you Wait, I have, to, I have to ask, what, what is Day doing whilst this beautiful display of manliness is happening? She's, she's writing everything down. <laughs> okay, that's You there, big boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good show, good show. Yes, you attempt to impress this disembodied voice <laughs> by, uh, by flexing out, and unfortunately the bolt kind of... The way that it is, uh, the, the manner in which it is sort of barbed and hooked, it kind of tears a little bit more than you would want it, but it, it, it gets another, like, two inches out of your body. So, at least it's not as grievous a wound as it could have been. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Those two having finished their run, uh, we will now get to the other two. The uh, appropriately termed flesh gnawers. Um, Aster, as you take a look at these... Uh-oh. <laughs> yes, yes. As you sort of take a look at these crazed gnolls, you, you noticed bits of sort of bile crusted around their lips and the blood-red hue of their teeth sort of bared down upon you directly. Uh, let's see here. Ooh, wonderful. Oh boy. Oh no, oh no. I don't like so, that. Oh no, that's uh, a good sound. The two, f- the two Fleshnar moles draw their short swords, their crude iron swords, and howl at you before chopping away at you. That will be... Okay. Uh, critical fail, critical fail. Uh, natural 20. Uh, um, you, you <laughs> yeah, that hits. The opposite sure, whatever. Existence. Yeah, whatever. Uh, natural 20, so the first sword slice digs into a portion of your exposed flesh, causing... Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't uh, kill me. <laughs> I'm trying not to. Well... I should uh, have raged. Oh, God. Okay, don't worry. Uh... Luckily, that's only eight points of piercing damage. Okay. Phew. Uh, eight points of piercing damage as it sort of sticks into you and withdraws. This knoll kind of filled with your blood scent. Ooh. Goes a little bit haywire. Swings wildly at you. Um, that's going to be a ten to hit? No, that will not hit. Thank you very much. As it sort of tries to bring down the short sword again to fill its nostrils with your, with your blood, it... Brings it down and you deftly step out of the way, unfortunately, into the arc of the other Fleshnar. Oh, jeez. Uh, 18? Uh, yes, that hits. Whatever. <laughs> yes, that hits, yes, Uh-oh. it does. Okay, uh, with that 18, that'll be 
Uh, five points of piercing damage dealt to you as, uh, unfortunately, the way that uh, you moved into the path of this arc just completely eviscerates any chance that you have of dodging. Second attack. <laughs> Without touching upon the exact number, I'm guessing that uh, it misses, given your armor class. Uh, I don't know. My armor class is probably lower than you think. Uh, nine. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, gosh. Yes. Y- yeah. I'm no, sorry. That's yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> Come on. So, the albino knoll, having received this sort of grievous injury from you, begins to bark at the other gnolls in sort of an organized fashion. As you hear this exchange going on, the two hunters kind of both look to him and nod in obedience as they turn to you, Day. Hello. <laughs> One of them readying their short bows, they let the arrows fly. Two, headed in your direction. Uh, that's gonna be a... not good. <laughs> Uh, seven to hit? No, that does not hit. I figured. Uh, so, with that seven out of the way, we get a second attack. Uh, fifteen? Yes, that hits. All right. Uh, one of the arrows slams into the tree trunk that's next to you, whereas the other sort of grazes past your arm, resulting in six points of piercing damage. You've ruined my robe. Indeed, as a dark sanguine streak flows from your arm and into the fabric. The albino knoll, sort of recognizing the numbers and the logistics of it all, begins to take a little bit of a step back away from the group. As you are in combat with it, go ahead and uh, go with an attack of opportunity, um, Aster. Ooh. Because uh... you do have the glaive, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still... Like, out and ready. Okay. Um, that is a 14. That does 14 for the albino knoll. You said does. No backsies. Yep, nope, that does hit. (laughs) Yep, nope, that does hit. Okay, cool. So that is... Ooh, max damage, and that is 12 slashing damage. Nice. Yikes. Take that! As it tries to... That isn't what I say. I don't say that. (laughs) <laughs> Are you channeling as it tries to Vega right now? Oh, yeah, it seems so. As it tries to beat a hasty retreat away from you, it, you stick the glaive into the wound that you had just created as you sort of sever at least a bit of the tendon present within that knee. You notice this pained cry come from this albino knoll as it looks at you with sort of crazed eyes and anger, furor almost. I smile back at him. Given that, we come back to the top of the initiative order as Day, having just been hit by one of the arrows sort of tearing into your arm, what would you like to do? How far away are the group of gnolls? I'll I'll say for sake of argument, um, 30, 40 feet-ish. Okay, cool. Because the 10 that you're in, you're still in the forest and then a little bit... uh, a ways as they're from the edge of the forest. So yeah, about 30 feet. Uh, I'm going to clutch my arm and take it away and look at the blood on my fingers and look up at the knoll who did damage to me and reach out my hand and do Eldric Blast. All right. Uh, is that just an automatic hit or what is that? I think it's a spell attack. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think it's, it's a, a spell. Range spell. It's just a cantrip. Make a ranged range spell, spell attack, attack, yeah. Range spell, yeah, that's what I meant. Just throwing out random words. Just as an aside, there is a brightly glowing knoll thanks to the guiding bolt that uh, Vega cast. Oh, okay. What does that have to do with anything? Yeah. (laughs) That 
Uh, that is the one that damaged <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I want to do the one who's damaged. I want to attack the one who damaged yes. me. I said that, right? Yes. The glowing ones give you advantage. Ooh. Oh, advantage. okay. Okay, so making a ranged spell, plus five with advantage. So the first one is six. <laughs> Crit fail. Um, use a different dice for advantage. Thank God for advantage. 14 plus five, 19. There you go. Definitely hits. Go ahead and roll. Great. So it does 1d10 force damage, and I get to add 3 because of my invocation. So 3 plus 3, 6 damage. Okie dokie. 6 damage, you say? Yeah. From the blood comes forth this sickening blast of eldritch energy as it slams into this brightly glowing knoll. The bolt disintegrates, and the knoll takes this terrible, terrifying power straight to its gullet. It kind of wretches forward, hacking and coughing as the the force of your blast kind of knocks the wind out of it surreptitiously. Great. Nice. 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 So, uh, with that under your belt, is there anything else you would wish to do or anything else you want? Um, I don't think there's anything else that I want to do. I'll maybe... No, it's fine. Yeah, I won't do anything else. I hope you've learned your lesson. It sort of babbles at you incomprehensibly, though in anger. All right. So with that under her belt, we come to Hunter. Your disguise still holds up, and it seems as though the gnolls are a bit preoccupied, and so do not register your presence. Okay. Are they roughly as far away from me as they were day? Let's see. You're in the clearing. You're probably about... uh, They're a bit farther for you. As you're on the opposite side of the clearing, so they're probably about, like, uh, 70 or 80 feet away from you. Have I noticed this albino one trying to run away? Go ahead and make a perception check. Okay. Uh, six. Though the albino is a bit away from the pack, the way that it sort of looks, it seems to be sort of commanding the battlefield rather than retreating, at least to your mind. You can't really outright tell what it's doing. At least not at this distance. Are any of the gnolls, like, grouped together? There are two gnolls that are currently engaged with the human woman, and two gnolls that are sort of separate from them, probably by a distance of about 10 or 15 feet. When you're disguised as a gnoll, can you speak their language? No. No, it's just a disguise. So you can't be like, guys, what are we doing here? I think we should leave. (laughs) Come on! Let's go to McDonald's! (laughs) <laughs> we have food at home. <laughs> That's the albino no. <laughs> Which one would be nearest to me? Uh, the two currently engaged with Aster. Okay, I will get within 60 feet of them and cast Ray of Frost. Okay, so... Please uh, don't crit fail and freeze me. I- that just wouldn't be cool, man. Uh, remind me, Ray of Frost's specific effect, is it like just a ranged spell attack? Is it a line, or how does this work? Uh, it's a ranged spell attack. If I hit, their speed is reduced by 10 feet until the start of my next turn. Okay, go ahead and roll for attack on one of the Flesh Gnars. Uh, oh, Get Jesus, it. that is 24. Oh, wow. That hits? Absolutely. Go ahead and roll for, uh, roll for damage. Okay, next damage. Hey. Nice. nice. Bring in the heat. Aster, as you sort of take into account all of the variables present within this current battle, a ray of frost shoots past you and slams into the flesh gnar on your right. 
it sort of yips and yelps in surprise as this cold sensation washes over its torso. It kind of scratches at ice crystals that form upon its fur. It came from the direction of the knoll that is behind you. Hmm. Okay. Um, is it, wait, is it my go now? Um, is there anything else that Hunter would like to do? How much movement have I got left? Uh, let's see, to get in within 60 feet, we'll say that you moved 10 feet ahead. So you have whatever your speed minus 10 feet left. And I guess they seem to have taken notice of the fact that I just launched <laughs> that at them. It was noticeable. <laughs> You'll find out. <laughs> uh... I'll stay where I am until sure, absolutely. I know what reaction they're going to have. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, so uh, as this occurs, go ahead and move on to the next one in the initiative order, which is Aster. Okay, doke. Um, I think first and foremost, I'm concerned, not more annoyed that somebody, some other people have just like crashed my party. Because <laughs> like, you know, uh, Aster didn't realize... Didn't think that anyone else was going to be here. Yeah, yeah. So that's that, that makes Astra a little upset. A little, a little upset. And I'm going to rage. Ugh. <laughs> I'm raging. That's the sound of raging. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I'm just trying to decide if I want to go into reckless mode. No, not yet. No, actually, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to attack the the uh the knoll that just got frosty. Okay. Uh recklessly. So that means I get advantage, right? Yes, but they also get advantage against you. Against me, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I'm raging, I'm raging. Okay. All right. 2d20s. Here we go, here we go. This is with my glaive again, of course, naturally. Of course, of course. Oh. Uh-oh. Guys, it was worth, right? not... I rolled, I rolled two fives. <laughs> I, I rolled. Uh, wow. Oh, uh, uh, that makes me sad. <laughs> this isn't my fight. God. Okay, well. Jeez, yeah. okay. Well. In sort of a slapstick moment, as you attempt to sort of decapitate this knoll with your <laughs> with your glaive, the knoll sort of ducks at exactly the right time as it Ugh. tears off a ch- a shard of ice that had sort of formed on one of its <laughs> one of its nipples. What <laughs> does the and nipple come to? Give me that at least. <laughs> it does. It does. Yes. And, okay. It's, there it's, is justice. Yeah. It's well, partial justice and. He's not happy. Anyway, uh, is that, that going to be your turn? Yeah, I mean, I, my, my going into rage was my bonus action. I mean, I guess I could, I guess I could move away, but I don't think Esther would do that. She, she is, she's all up in there. So I'm, that's, that's going to be the end of my very disappointing turn. All right. After that very yeah. disappointing turn, Vega. Ah, oh, jeez, and now they've got advantage against me. And um, Vega is going to first. He's going to look at Aster and point his hammer at her. Um, seeing this display and thinking she perhaps <laughs> she perhaps needs a little help. He's going to be here. Take this, and he casts Shield of Faith on her. 
and a sort Aww. of shimmering mm-hmm. field appears around Aster and sort of a whitish glow, and you have plus two to your AC until for ten minutes unlo- or, or end of concentration. Oh, or okay. Uh, and, that's um, a bonus action. Okay, uh, what's the range on that, just to make sure it's all kosher? Feet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do I ask? <laughs> and then uh, can I charge up to one of the gnolls that was attacking me? There's the absolutely just wrecked <laughs> hunter, and then there's his friend who I don't believe has been damaged yet. I think he's. I'm going to go for the one that I hit with my guiding bolt already, so the wrecked one. And he's going to, ru- yeah, I'm going to rush up and I'm just going to swing my warhammer one-handed at him. All right, go ahead and roll for attack. And this warhammer is like a, a nice, like, uh, vined handle and like a very sort of Celtic looking Warhammer, I like to think. All sorts of like Celtic knots carved into it. And uh, let's do that. That is an 11 plus 5, 16. Yeah, that, that hits. Go ahead and roll for damage. Okay, 1d8. That is going to be 8 points of damage. Bludgeon. Yep. Very nice. Yes, nice. You, uh, with your legs carrying you and a fury in your eyes filled with the faithful energy of Melora, a thunder boom goes off in the distance as you bring the hammer down onto the skull of this poor knoll. Its, its jaw sort of cracks back into itself as the displacement of its top skull kind of grinds forward. It lurches back, eyes white and wide. And falls, like, lifelessly to the ground. Is dead. (laughs) Nice! Take that. A first kill. Is that your... Is that that all you got? That's my turn. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I got, guys. That's all I got. So, um, as this occurs, uh, one of the hunter gnolls being dead, its companion kind of looks to you twitching wildly and sort of frothing at the mouth. As its companion is now dead and... Having no use for its spear, this knoll clamors on top of the body of his companion and tears the spear from uh, its holster. It will go ahead and make two spear attacks against you. Ooh, wow. Uh, 23 to hit. That's against me? That's against you, yes. That's gonna hit. Okie dokie, so that's... Yep, nope, that's uh, six points of piercing damage, as with with two clawed hands, the knoll runs you through. You dodge out of the way as best you can, but it does leave a sizable mark on sort of your right midsection. With a second attack, I swear to you, I'm not trying to kill you, but that's a natural 20. What? Oh boy, How many natural twenties has that been? That's been three for him. I swear, three. I, I oh. swear. If you need me to take a picture, I will. Um, no, I'm good. I trust you. Nah, we believe you. Okay. Give me that so damage. I, I will, uh, after I find a D8. <laughs> big is a tough boy. Gotta have my D8. He's a big He's a boy. Big boy. He's a good yep. boy. Big boy. Big boy taking... Ooh. Uh, yeah. That's a crap crit. So, uh, six points. Six points of... Uh, Piercing damage. As uh, I am going to need him to make a dexterity save. Okay. As I use my oh. cleric wrath of the storm reaction. What's um, the? Oh yeah. A dex save uh, thirteen. Um. Yeah. No. It succeeds with a fifteen. God damn. 
Okay, so that's gonna be half damage as Vega sort of roars out and just like a thunderous boom comes off of him. And that is going to be nine, four, uh, nine halves, so four points of thunder damage on this old boy. So, four, four points of thunder damage, you say? Yep. Thunderous energy rocks across the body of this hunter, uh, and it stumbles back, kind of, in its stance and looks to you very intently as we go from you engage with this hunter, the two, um, flesh nars, that's what they're called, yeesh. Uh, engage with you, Aster. I'll take their wild swings. That's gonna be eight. Oh, oh wait, no, this is with advantage, isn't it? <laughs> yes! Oh, it looks marvelous! <laughs> this is gonna be a 22! Oh, mar- marvelous! Oh, I gotta make another attack against you. This is it. I quit d and <laughs> <laughs> I'm never playing again. 22 for the first attack? Yes. Okay, uh, just making sure. Definitely. Uh, five it, five it points is. of piercing damage, and I think that's halved because you're raging. Yes. Yeah. So that's what two e- points of piercing damage. We'll go with. Well, let's see. Tommy, did you round down or round up when it came to? I rounded down. Okay, so two points. Don't you try to hurt me. So that's <laughs> come uh, on. Mm, that's, uh, okay. Okay, so that's only a thirteen for the next attack. No, that is a miss. Oh. Good sir. Uh, okay, so the second attack. Here comes the third attack. That's. Uh, yep, another 13. And then the fourth, uh, 16. That. Oh, no, wait, that meets. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you gave me... My AC is now 16 two. with the extra bonus I got from my, my good cleric boyfriend. Uh, oh! Friend that's a boy, not boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right, another two points of piercing damage to you. That's, that's already halved, I assume. Yes, that's already halved. The albino knoll, taking in stock of the situation, looks to its compatriots and again sort of barks these feral orders. You see the two flesh nars kind of look to each other and look at you, Aster. The one that is undamaged by frost, you see sort of, although their eyes were bloodshot, this one goes all red. Literally, literally to where there is no pupil, there is no nothing. And howls wildly bolting past you directly oh, directly towards Hunter. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. Oh, boy. Internal conflict! It gets to you and sort of howls madly at you. It is right, literally right at your feet. Hunter, hell back. Hell back. As the... <laughs> was that your, was that your null laugh? Something like that. <laughs> that sounded oddly <laughs> like a null laugh. As this, as this occurs, the second null... Takes another couple swings, or takes another swing, I suppose, at you. Uh, Wait, at me? Okay, yep. Yes, at you, Aster. The one that was hit by the frostbolt with the torn nipple, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nippleless, as we shall call him. I want my nipple back! Uh, (laughs) 20 to hit? Yes. Not not natural, but again, another two points of damage as the sword comes crashing into you once more. Okie dokie. Top of the round comes upon us as the albino knoll sort of stays in place, analyzing the battlefield a little bit more intensely. It's exhibiting a sort of intelligence that is uncommon for most knolls. All of you begin to sort of take note of this. However, the depth of it is yet to be determined as day. We come around in the initiative order to you. 
So of the five baddie gnolls slash hunters, so six gnolls total, one is dead. Yes. And which ones are looking a little worse for wear? Um, the albino gnoll has taken a few hits. You notice there's a, a deep sort of cut within one of its knees. The fl- One of the flesh gnars that ran headlong towards this other gnoll at the edge of, or at the uh, other end of the clearing seems to have no visible marks upon him. The flesh gnar that's in combat with Aster, it looks a little dinged up, as well as the hunter that's currently engaged with Vega. Okay, so two of them are pretty dinged, one of them looks unharmed, and then there's the, the boss. boss. Yes. Do I notice, you say that everyone notices, but do I, am I able to pick up that the albino gnoll seems to be smarter than the average gnoll? Uh, roll for a nature check. Nine. You're, you're not very experienced with gnolls. This one is standing apart. This could be something of a uh, commanding presence within this group. So uh, you don't know whether or not it's being smart or if it's just being the alpha, as it were. Okay. So then if I don't think that it's being particularly smart, I don't think it would interest me. Okay. I'll, I'll look at the one that's running around that's untouched, and I will use... Ooh, what do I want to use? <laughs> do I want to use Witch Bolt? Or do I want to use Arms of Hadar? Wow. Uh, <laughs> choices, choices. But uh, I will ask, what are the ranges on those 30 two? and... Oh, I guess Arms of Hadar is only 10 feet. 30 feet for Witch Bolt. Okay. Um, if you do want to hit this knoll, you will have to get closer. The one that's untouched, specifically. The other two, you could use just your regular movement and cast and be fine with it, but you would have to use your full movement to cast Witch Bolt on the one okay. that's untouched. So yeah, I'll move closer to the one that's untouched, and I'll cast Witch Bolt as a second level okay, spell. Okay, so sort of uh, going through... I'll say, I'll say, you're invited to the party, too. Mm-hmm. And then I'll electrocute him. Okay, so, bursting through the thicket of the Bryn Wildlands, you rush as fast as you can, the arcane energies building in your hands as you cast this spell. Go ahead and roll for attack, I assume? Uh, 14 plus 5, so 9. Teen. (laughs) 14 plus 5 equals 9. What? Go ahead and roll for damage. It is 2d12. Damn. And so the first one is eight. The second one is two. So ten damage. Yikes. It's lightning damage. Okay. And I can also, now that I've cast it, I can continue to cast it at him each turn if I Ooh, want. That's a... Like continuously. Nice. So it sort of like creates a chain between you and... Exactly. Oh, that's nice. So as you leash out this chain, it sort of actually wraps around this knoll like a collar and Hunter, to your surprise, this frothing, mad, maddened knoll suddenly becomes very disoriented as a streak of lightning sort of becomes a collar around its neck, electrocuting it viciously. It kind of tears at its neck and throat and half roars as best it can with, between spasms. And yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's Day's turn, I assume. I mean, un- unless If I were to use else. Awakened Mind, does that count as an action? Since it's like a passive ability? Uh, what are you using it for specifically? Well, I would communicate telepathically with the albino. Is he 30 feet away from me? Given your position, we'll say, yeah, about 30 feet. We'll, we'll fudge it a little bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. So he doesn't have to understand my language to be able to okay. hear me. I mean, he doesn't have to speak my language to understand me, so he can't understand okay, okay. me. And I'll say, um, you have a chance to get your men out of here before I kill them all. Make an intimidation check. I will. Uh, eight plus five. I I try to do the math. Uh, Thirteen. <laughs> That's thirteen. Thirteen. <laughs> oh, the education system. Okay. Wow. Uh, can it communicate back to you, or does it just receive it, this message? It, I looked it up, and it says that with an awakened mind, apparently it can receive and respond, but it can't initiate or terminate the conversation. Okay. So I think it can respond, but I don't know if I would be able to understand it. We'll say with the way that it is, you can understand it, uh, or no, excuse me, it can understand you, you cannot understand it unless you speak its language. As you relay this message, there's sort of a cavernous response, almost as if the mind is vacant of many things. And as you relay this message to this cavernous void of a mind, a series of just terrifying howls and screams come at you in response. It sort of shatters your concentration for just that split second. But the albino gnoll looks to you in sort of a bemused manner. It sort of smiles wickedly, its eyes filled with delight. Mm, I'll say out loud, ooh, you're a feisty one, aren't you? Uh, of course you will. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I love Day. Day is so great. Day, is that your turn? Yeah. Hunter, yeah. Uh, as this uh, continues along, this sort of chained knoll or collared knoll sort of convulses in front of you. What do you wish to do? I'm going to add to it and cast Shocking Grasp, which is Ooh. touch. Um, I get advantage if the target's wearing armor made of metal. Taking a look at it, unfortunately, it doesn't have any sort of metal paraphernalia on it other than its weapons. So it has no clothes. It has a semblance of leather armor, but that's... that's going into too much detail. Astina's spell bring you out of your disguise? No. Oh, damn. Golly. Touch D8 of lightning damage. Can't take reactions until the start of its next turn. Uh, what is that? 22. Yeah, that hits. Go ahead. Go ahead and roll for damage. Uh, six. Wow. Okay. So, already uh, convulsing terribly, you'd sort of time it very carefully, and as it opens its airways, gasping for air, free of electrical influence for just that split second, you clutch its throat and send this shockwave of lightning through its system, further scrambling its thoughts and sending its eyes into sort of a, a, a tizzy. You guys are doing a number on this guy. Yeah. But is he, is, he still, is he still alive? He is still standing, still alive, and actually as you sort of clutch at his throat and release, one of his eyes pops out. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> sort of fried to a crisp, but still he blinks and looks to you. Save that for later. Put it in a jar. In sort of wild abandon. Day perks up. What was that? Mm. I sense eyes falling out. I sense eyes have come from one's head. There's there's a sort of sickening pop that goes along with it. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing as it can't take reactions now, I'm going to move like five feet out and then the rest just to get closer to the rest of the gnolls. Okay, so there's the albino knoll, which is farther away, but you could go for that one. There is a flesh gnar that's currently engaged with Aster and a hunter that's with Vega. Um, 
No one's dealing with the albino one, right? Not as yet, no. Then I'll move as close to that one as I can. Yeah. Okay. Oh, jeez. But, oh, no. What if you accidentally you kill probably it? Should and have then told I us. You probably should have told us not to kill them. I'm... I'm fighting. You guys are the ones who came along and, like, ruined everything. So, striding along confidently, Hunter, away from this just absolute wreck of a knoll. <laughs> just, just terrible. Like, the, the knoll sonification of just absolute ass. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing kind to say to this poor guy. You stride confidently towards the albino knoll. Uh, as this happens, Aster. We come to your turn. First of all, I'm going to shout, don't kill that knoll, because I don't want that knoll dead, okay? Asta sort of like turns her head, and, I, and hopefully I'm, I'm taking liberties to see Hunter striding towards the albino. Oh, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, wait, but um, Hunter is still a knoll, right? Yeah, yes. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, I mean, if Hunter is still a knoll, then actually I probably wouldn't say anything. Oh, okay. So, retcon- I mean, it's just a knoll going towards a knoll. I mean, <laughs> okay. Um, a hot mess right now. Um, yeah, she is. Uh, You've got a flesh gnar. What okay. are you doing? I'm going to attack this flesh gnar. Um, I'm still reckless, right? Yes, if you wish to be. Yeah, I'm still reckless. Um, so, I have advantage. That was a 13. That was a 5. Jeez, these 5s. Um, so... That is a 17 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Go ahead and roll for damage. Nice. Um, that is uh, 11 slashing damage. Uh, oh, wait a minute. It's more than that because I get plus two for um, raging. So that is 13 slashing damage. No. Take oh. that. Well, uh, it, and it does indeed take that as you sort of step backward after surveying the two gnolls kind of striding towards each other, or at least the one striding toward the albino. You bring the glaive down at such an angle where it sort of, from the ear to the collarbone, slashes into this knoll, a gout of blood sort of spilling forward and robbing the flesh gnar of any more sense and sensibility as it falls forward dead. Does the blood splash all over my face? Of course it does. Oh, yeah. And it's warm. <laughs> it's warm. And it's warm. Nice. It's, it's real warm. Sweet. Um, okay, yeah, that's it from me. So that brings us then to Vega. Okay, so what's the, uh, what's the playing field? I've got, I've got a hunter in front of me. The, uh, the albino uh, knoll and the flesh gnar that's just bad shape. Very bad shape. Yeah. Okay. Like, so I'm going to deal with... Yeah, you almost feel sorry. In front of me. Yeah, I, I would if, you know, Vega's taken a little bit of damage this fight. He's taken a little bit of damage. That's true, that's true. Um, so he's gonna, he's gonna, he's still sort of cackling and laughing, but he's gonna get a little serious now. Um, and he's going to um, try, he's going to attempt to bash the gnoll in front of him with his shield, and in doing so, cast Inflict Wounds on him, Ooh. which is a level one okay. make a melee spell attack. Go, go, yeah, go so, ahead. Oh, come on. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that's, a, that's a 10. Oh. Unfortunately, <laughs> you attempt to bash your shield against this hunter and it swings wide and unfortunately you find no purchase on the flesh 
of this hunter. Curses. Foiled again. Curses. <laughs> Damn you. Sit still. So is that that? that Recognizing that, the situation, the hunter that's engaged with you, Vega, kind of darts its eyes around and looks up at you. A redness fills its entire pupil and senses as it darts away from you, even past its uh, albino compatriot into the woods. Do I get to hit him on his way out? Unfortunately, no. Don't let the Vega hit you on the way out. (laughs) Wait a minute. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A little bit of a a retcon. You do. Because... Because this is not... That, that was a uh, ability that the Fleshnars had, not this hunter. Ah. Okay. So, I'm gonna whack him upside the head with my Warhammer. Go ahead, roll for attack. That is much better. 17 total. That hits. Go ahead and roll for damage. E. E. Six damage. Okay. Okay, so you hit it in sort of the small of its back and send it kind of launching forward away. It uses its entire movement, as well as a dash uh, action, to absolutely just almost breeze past its albino companion. Not as severe in speed as the Fleshnar, but still. So, that's the hunter's turn. Um, good god. Okay, um, question for the poor bastard, the, the light bulb that you guys have made. If he moves, does, he, does Witch Bolt hurt him if he moves? No. But if he moves out of range, yes. then the tether breaks. So if he were to move out of the 30 okay. feet. Okay. Uh, given all the damage this poor bastard has suffered, yeah, no, that's... I, I'm just going to go ahead and say that uh, unless he has outside help, he's not going to be able to do shit this turn. Because <laughs> who? Uh, eyes popping out and everything. Anyway. The albino knoll, taking a serious look to you, Day, kind of grits its teeth as its companion bursts past him. His silvered fur kind of becomes a little bit mottled as a few scant drops of rain make their way through the treetops and into the clearing. The storm itself seems to have picked up a bit more. The wind whips the treetops. And looking to the knoll, you, Hunter, it narrows its eyes. Breathing heavily, it almost registers your specific look, and then immediately you see the familiar red wash over the eyes of the albino. And it is so intense that streaks of blood begin to trickle down onto the fur of this creature. It roars at you in anger and impotence as it dashes away into (gasps) the forest. Oh, God. (laughs) Into the Bryn Wildlands. Chase lens. time! <laughs> time to play some yakety sacks and start the chase sequence. <laughs> you do have one knoll that is still chained and still alive. Well, a, a sort of alive, maybe. But it seems that the albino knoll and the hunter have made their escape quite deftly. Does Asta, has, does Asta see this? Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, jeez. Would I be able to do anything? How far away from me are they? Uh, the albino knoll was probably about another, like, 20, 30 feet away from you. Uh, and now that they've run, they're... They're, they're in the forest. I, I Roll a perception check. Okay. Uh, three. They're gone, guys. <laughs> they disappeared. <laughs> yep. Uh, un- unfortunately... Just the inhospitable weather and the way that the shadows pervade the Bryn Wildlands, they so disappear into the night. Around, there's that one we pumped a load of lightning into 
that's the only one left. Yes. And Day, it is your turn. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna witch bolt that dude. Oh god, I still look like a <laughs> I haven't I'm not focusing on you yet. I'm more interested in this eyeball list knoll. Well, oh, it, it's only not, it's but... it, it missed one eyeball. Not You're, yeah. I uh, just I'm checking yeah. to see if I need to make another attack roll, or if it's just automatic. no, it's automatic. Wow. Okay, I should have moved. Go ahead and roll for damage. All right, two d twelves. Yeah. Three and three, so six. Uh yeah. Um. He wasn't looking too good anyway. His other eye comes out. Uh, Does he explode? Now, just as a point... Yeah, pretty much. But as a as a point, do you want to just absolutely obliterate this knoll? Like, don't care if it lives or dies, just want it dead? Yes. Okay. The <laughs> other eye... You ripped my gown! The other eye... Well, it wasn't that oh. one specifically. I don't, you know what, they all look the same to me. <laughs> wow, okay, that's making some statements there. Uh, the other eye pops out gloriously in an arc of crimson blood, kind of follows it. Its head kind of begins to shake violently as it seems that its brain has liquefied and is beginning to spill out of its ears. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as this occurs, whew, um, it sort of falls convulsing to the ground, absolutely just demolished. In fact, uh, as it falls forward, it falls into the cow guts that it had presumably been eating. Beforehand. I turn back to Aster and go, you can finish your ritual now. And with that... <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Can I just do one thing before we finish? Sure. Uh, Aster's gonna spit on the floor. Uh, by Day's feet, and she's gonna just take off after that albino knoll. Spitting in her general direction, you take off into the general direction of albino knoll, as far as you know. I need you to roll just a perception check. Okay. Uh, that's a 22. Okay. Even though it does seem to be just a shifting shadow, you do recognize the glint of silver fur. And dart off into that direction. As this occurs, however, it signals the end of our session as a thunderclap rings out, following you, Aster. Too dramatic. We didn't die, fam! Woo! Yeah! We survived our first encounter! Yeah. Yes, yes, as the prospect of anything happening continues to pervade this group, we'll go ahead and end the session there. I've been Jason, your DM. Uh, I'm Asta. Oh wait, no, I'm Kem, and I've played Asta. I'm like, okay, getting the lines confused. I'm getting the lines cross, guys. <laughs> You've become your character. I am Asta. Uh, I'm Vivian. I've been playing Day. I'm Luke, and I've been playing Hunter. And I'm Tommy, and I've been playing uh, Vega.
We hope to Kem, all see you. Kem <laughs> has something to say. Oh, yeah. Um, Kem has to say something. Yeah, but ju- just before we all go our separate ways for the evening, um, I just wanted to say to everyone who is listening this afternoon or morning or midday or midnight or whenever it is, thank you for joining us. Um, I hope that you've had fun. I know we've had fun. At least I had fun. I don't know about you guys. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We are uh, at UndecidersPod. You can write to us um, on Twitter. I think that's like the best way to get in touch with us. If you want to tell us about anything or comment on the podcast or whatever. And also, if you enjoy this podcast and you like what we're doing, then tell your friends about it. Because, yeah, word of mouth is kind of the best way for us to get more people to listen to our podcast and have as much fun as we do. Um Shout out this week to uh, The Sleeping God on Twitter. Um, I assume that is your real name and that you are indeed a uh, slumbering deity. And um, yeah, if you would like to hear your name on the podcast next week, uh, leave us a five-star review. And uh, yeah, we'll give you a good old shout out. And yeah, thanks for joining us. We, we appreciate your patronage. We appreciate your audience. We love you all. And do take care and we'll see you next week. Also, don't forget to draw the fan art hashtag Bagster. Oh no. No, no. no! Get out! No, we are ending before that. No one offered a counterpoint. I assume that's what we were going with. Oh, my God. Bye, everybody. (laughs) All right. So, um, 
looking at the world clock, I am stopping my recording at uh, 11.28.45. That's going to be in a little bit, but just wanted to give a heads up so that we could have a somewhat synchronous ending. We have 10, uh, 15, 14, 13. Ding dong. Boy, I will. Uh, boy. Stopping.